forever. Dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell, on the, to tell on the Pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, real spooky things you tell us about. It is a comedy podcast, primarily about frightening things. So think of it as though Mr. Bean has been tasked with performing an exorcism on Fran Drescher. That's, that's correct. kind of the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like people who had a moment that has now passed <laughs> and that they're together now. It's almost <laughs> as if Andrew and I fit that description. I think that is very, it's either like it's, we've either passed our prime or we've never reached it and near <laughs> the two shall meet, you know? We're just a couple of June squibs ultimately. <laughs> I do feel a great camaraderie with June squib and I'm always happy to see her in a film. She always uh, looks surprised to be relevant and it's, it's nice. <laughs> I know. She's good. Now, if, you, if you're joining us, this is the second part, the second and final part of our 100th episode special. Can you believe it? I can't. Some people would call it the 101st episode, but not us. No, no, no. Listen, don't be deceived. J- this is still episode 100. Otherwise, all hell will break loose. It just gets too complicated. People can't <laughs> handle it. People will, will lose their asses. And listen, we we know we know we set a high standard from the first part of this um, creep extravaganza, but we kept this a secret. It's been incredibly difficult to. We have not one, not two, but three special guests with us today. Uh, it's going to be pa- maybe pandemonium. I don't know that a podcast has ever had this many guests at once. Probably, I'm probably overselling that. No, uh, I- but- I'm scared. It's going to be like Hanson playing like the lobby of a comfort inn like the people (laughs) who are going to hear this are the exact audience of people who would be excited to hear this that is very true because um these three guests are indeed brothers yes icons icons of the pod um who have developed their own fan following within the larger pod following and it only made sense since we had ayan the sister of the pod on our first part to have the brothers of the pod on our second part. <laughs> our special guests are the Warren brothers. Ooh, Hello. 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 That, was, so, that was wow. way too much of an introduction. Yeah, thanks for coming up a little bit. Very flattering. Listen, I appreciate you've already, it. You've already had a meme created for you by one of our listeners. So That's incredible. I saw it's that. That was amazing. I've never um, been mean before. So prior to this point, I think we have only described the three of you in the singular Warren Brothers terms. But uh, for our listeners, the three Warren Brothers joining us today are Jimmy Warren, Jacob Hello. Warren, and Jack Warren. Oh, you went reverse. I did. I did. I'm not used to that. <laughs> so these are these are f- they're friends, childhood friends of Andrew Farmer. Not not yes. next door neighbors, are you? Or next door? The house over. One yes, house over. One house, yeah, one one house, house over. over. Do you feel cheated by not being able to say your next door neighbors by that one yes. stupid um, house? It just makes Every... things a little confusing with, when explaining our childhood friendship. <laughs> just slight inconvenience. And I will say, I do think that extra house between us created a stronger bond. You know? Yeah. Right. Because when you're right. over, you had to consider the trek back to the other house. Correct. It wasn't just like a hop over. You had to like go back home. So... 
spent more time because of it. I have known the Warren Brothers for 23 years. Isn't that crazy? Cool. Wow. Oh my God, really? Yeah, it'll be 23 years in like 10 days, which is nuts. Wow. Um, and Anna, Anna, you've known the Warren Brothers since our freshman year of college because you came to Florida to visit. That's right. And we all yeah. hung out then. That's the, so wild. That's right. I, I got to meet a member of the Warren Brothers who was Jacob Warren. Yes. That's right. That's right. And Jacob and Andrew are the same year? Uh, Jacob's one year younger than me, right? Right. Right. Okay. And then it goes Jimmy and then Jack? No. Jack's oh. the oldest. God, this is hell. I'm <laughs> yeah. embarrassed. I need to go to hell. Good luck. Really quick. Figuring it out. Oh, my God. This is it's good. It's a hard, this is hard good. thing to solve on audio. but uh, I know. Um, well, cause, but basically, Jack's like an old man, if you want to picture it. Jacob's yeah, middle age, and I'm just always a toddler. So, if that's how you want to, that's right. good. That Those are your boy band personalities. <laughs> yeah. I'm the old one. I'm, the I'm, old a, one, yeah. I'm a toddler. Right. Wow. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start taking a baby aspirin. <laughs> that's that's what it says on the folder, like the trapper keeper that a girl has, like clutched to her chest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, it's my that's my single hit. It's baby aspirin. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, are oh. you guys quarantining near each other at all, or is it is it far? Is are you yeah, quarantining we're nearby? All, we're actually all down in Florida. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Jack and I are living together right now. The recent move. So we were yeah. up, me and Jimmy were up in New York. Um, that's right. Right. right point of the uh, epicenter of the outbreak um we were there when that was really big in new york uh we just it was every few months decided <laughs> that was about enough and then came down to florida right when it was like heating right back up down there because it just because we just love danger you know? yeah we just love we it we are thrill seekers and so taking like long trips down to highly infected states is kind of our thing yeah, so. you you sort of are like Mask of the Red Death, Edgar Allan Poe bringing Plague and Pestilence. You do not want to see us coming. Yeah, <laughs> but completely aloof, like just like, yeah. hey guys, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> Typhoid we Warren bugles at the corner store. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we only thought it right to have you guys on for this for this second part. Um, the the Warren brothers and I share a deep. Uh, love of creepy spooky things uh, when I moved to Florida when I was 10 years old I really was scared I wasn't going to have any friends whatsoever and uh, when I went over to play at their house for the first time the door opened and they had a 7 foot tall Frankenstein statue that Mrs. Warren made in yes. their foyer foyer? Um, foyer. Uh, I, a foyer foyer yeah. Yeah. and I was like okay I'm going to be just fine and I was thankfully Yeah, <laughs> you survived yeah we had a my mom made a uh, seven foot, two inch tall, uh, like the skeleton was like PVC pipe. And then the outside <laughs> was like paper mache Frankenstein that she decided to make. I, I really, to this day, don't know exactly why. I think it was originally for a, Christ- or a Christmas party. For a Christmas party. That would be great too. <laughs> for a Christmas party. And um, he's just, he's, we still have him. He's, uh, he's been with Frank. us ever since. Uncle Frank. Name's, name's Uncle Frank. Since. She is both a professional artist and a fan uh, of yeah. scares. She is a fan of the spooky. Yeah, she likes yeah. the yep. scary stuff. And yeah. uh, she kind of raised us accordingly. So uh, we all became quick friends with uh, 
And first of all, I got to say something real quick. Um, I'm going to be calling Andrew, as everybody yes. likes to call him. I'm going to be calling him Andy probably throughout this entire thing. I think like two days after I met you guys, I was like, my my brothers used to call me. Why I went by Andy was when I was very little, my brothers would call me Andrew. And then I was like, <laughs> I've had enough. And so I went by Andy, and I don't know. I think when I turned ten, I was like, I've got to be more serious and go by Andrew. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And so they are they are the amongst the very few people outside my family who call me Andy. I welcome it. Yeah, so my apologies for any confusion because I can't help myself. <laughs> I literally, I tried. I tried many times out of respect, and it just doesn't catch. And Anna, I have to. I don't know that I've ever told you this, but I really. Uh, in the in the Nickelodeon sitcom of the Warren family, I was the weird neighbor who like would just walk in and be like, "Well, hey, Mister Warren, like, hey, Mrs. Warren, <laughs> you were, yeah, you were the Caltor Keenan." Yes, very much so. I I am astounded by the patience that uh, you and your parents all had for me. Um, I, but, but at the same time, think like when we came over to your house, you got all three of us. So your mom was <laughs> really an incredible woman for putting up with. I have to say all of that. I, when so so the the Warren so the Warren family moved just a couple years ago outside of the neighborhood, and no one it has hit no one harder than my mom. Oh, still truly. Oh, still, oh, oh no! When oh. we. When we pull into our driveway, sometimes my mom will look over it and there's, you know, no cars in the driveway at the at the old Warren house. And my mom will be like, it just doesn't seem right. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Well, here oh. come the waterworks. When you moved to Florida, Andy, and, you know, you had three older brothers and, you know, your brother John was still, I guess, in high school. But, you know, at, at one point they all moved out and it was just you and then your mom must have been like, all right, some peace and quiet. But then immediately, you know, three brothers of probably equidistant age from each other just pretty much moved right back in. And we're oh, like, no, nope, no quiet for you. My mom loved it. I mean, truly, I, that, my, my parents are big Warren fans. And then the funniest part is after we all went away to college, our dads are now like good poker buddies. Yeah, our dads yeah. are better friends than we are right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I, like in terms of why you guys why you guys come up so frequently in this podcast, in addition to being like a second family to me, this shared lore that we have of mm-hmm. um, drawing scary things, watching scary movies, experiencing scary things. I, I think within a month and a half of moving to the neighborhood, I, again, in real Kel fashion, like had a harebrained scheme where I was like, okay, we're going to have a haunted house for Halloween at our, at our house. But the thing is like, we were the only neighborhood kids, so there really wasn't anyone to just, go. Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the yeah. boys were in one area, and the rest were just old people. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, Pretty much. There were, South Florida. <laughs> I mean, and, and truth be told, we did clean up on Halloween, because, like, we were the only game in town. You know, like, going oh, around. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you ever um, coordinate your Halloween costumes together as a, as a foursome, or was it? I, I mean, I think it was pretty, like, uh, predictable that Andy was going to be a werewolf every Correct. Halloween, yeah. and then, and then, I think I was Scorpion from Mortal Kombat like yeah. six years yes. of my childhood, and yeah. and, and I think at that point it was just like, what robe do we have? 
and scary mask and then we would just put that on and yeah, that's very right. true yeah Ninja jacob Rao. i think had the most yeah. creative costumes where it would be a lot of like rifling through the garage and picking six <laughs> what was it like captain nucleus what was your one costume? Oh. <laughs> yeah i mean we had a we had a zorro hat and a cape oh yeah um and uh i want to say one of those glasses with mustache you know <laughs> things and then we had this crazy bouncy ball that was a bunch of bouncy balls together. And uh, I don't know. We called it Captain Nucleus. So. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> Anna, how late, did you, how late did you wear a costume and go out trick-or-treating? Too late. Costume? Too yeah. late. Uh, there's a Same. picture of me in 11th grade band dressed as Jack Sparrow okay. playing the saxophone in a gym. <laughs> that makes well, me feel better. He was oh, being the oldest. I would like latch on to the fun times of like the rest Great. of the group. So I probably, yeah. Also, like Good. late high school is probably my last Halloween in some way, right? Like what? Yeah, yeah well, I, I think yeah. I think yeah. that just in general because you know we're sort of tall uh, <laughs> that you know we would wear masks on <laughs> Halloween. And I think at, I think at one point we went to someone's house, like a, a neighbor across from our our house, and you were maybe you were thirteen or something, Jack. But they assumed that you weren't a kid, and they wouldn't give you candy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice. yeah. yeah, great. That's too tall. Oh no! Great. Yeah. Yeah. That, what a, uh, yeah, what a shame. That is. That's you know that's why people turn to crime and good for you, yeah. Jack. <laughs> I know it was a dark time for me. I think a good way to keep your kids as a late bloomer, which we all kind of want our children to be late bloomers, <laughs> is to have them be excited about the scary parts of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. You have so many late bloomers here. <laughs> <laughs> this is yep. the socially it is distanced it's what we late bloomer guests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So for the past couple months, we have been doing these like campfire stories, like real stories that um, listeners have submitted to us. But we thought also because the scary stories to tell in the dark books, which are the id of this podcast, but also held a very significant part in our shared childhoods, we thought it might be fun if uh, the Warren brothers read one of the stories that we've given to them. And it's a weird one. It's not really a story. It's more no, of a yeah. craft, more of an idea. It's a list of ingredients. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Would you guys be willing to read The Dead Man's Brains? 100%. The Dead Man's Brains. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and actually, uh, Andy, this The Dead Man's Brains, so you sent it over to us earlier today. We read through it. We definitely have done The Dead Man's Brains as a Halloween party <laughs> at the farmer's house, and it was a big deal. Like, That's I remember right. it being like, whoa, An- Andy's throwing a Halloween party. This is going <laughs> to be good. And we, this was, I don't know, a, a couple of decades ago. I don't know, Jack, oh, yeah. but like, <laughs> this was uh, something that you you guys put on, and I remember it very, very vividly, actually. That's right. I, I remember, I think it was the year 2000. And so this, oh, I'm so glad you remember, Jimmy. So this is a nice little. Um, uh, yeah. transport back in time to to a very cool, very hip Halloween party from our past. <laughs> <It was so cool. laughs> the Dead Man's Brain. This scary story is a scary game that people play on Halloween, but it can be played whenever the spirit moves you. So the way it works, the players sit in a circle in a darkened room and listen to a storyteller describe the rotting remains of a corpse. 
Each part is passed around for them to feel. I In have one... to just, I have to, I'm so sorry. No, good. I, just hearing this out loud, I'm realizing the first person to think of this, this is the weirdest thing I can imagine being like, I know what we'll do for Halloween. <laughs> we'll pass yeah. around food that we are saying is a dead body. And it yeah. is just like this had to start happening in the 30s. And what twisted person could ever think of such a thing? I, I would think I think it, it must have been a twisted child and then <laughs> a parents trying to humor them. Like the oh. child was like, Mommy, Daddy, I have to touch a dead body. I have to. Peter, just let them have what they want. If and I don't then, touch a corpse, yeah. I'll scream, scream, scream. <laughs> Imagine if that was just Faruja Balk's whole thing and, and, and Charlie and the child. Like, I have to touch a dead body. It had nothing to do with candy, and he was just no. like, she's fine. Once she goes to school, she'll be better. <laughs> All right. In one version, a player is out if he or she screams or gasps with fright. In another version, everybody stays to the edge no matter how scared they get. Here's the story. Once in this town, there lived a man named Brown. It was years ago on this night that he was murdered out of spite. We have here his remains. The sudden rhyming kind of threw me off. I didn't really read this, by the way. You know, the spirit moved me, Jack. Wait a minute. I had to rhyme. (laughs) It's based on a true story. Um, (laughs) And uh, then he says, first, let's feel his brains, uh, which is a wet, squishy tomato. That's a little brain. And it's, yeah, it's kind of an insult to brown. Tomatoes are, did you, did you ever play this game? I think sort of by myself, if I was already about to eat pasta, I'd wash my hands and put my hand in the bowl and then go wash my hands again and then eat it. <laughs> I'm just visualizing. You're sitting there in front of a plate of spaghetti, just looking at it. You're just like, I wonder if this feels like worms. <laughs> I remember doing something like they do on Jimmy Fallon where they put your hand, you put your hand in a yes. tissue box and there's something uh, creepy in there, but yeah. it wasn't food. It's kind of that thing. It's another which, variation, yeah. Which honestly is, is to me is terrifying. I I I, I, I hated that. It, it was always at the science museum. You'd put your hand and you'd like oh. touch something, and, mm-hmm. and you didn't know what it was, and you had to guess what it was. It wasn't it always like um, like in the sort of like uh, aquarium section where it'd mm-hmm. be like, "What animal is this?" and you put your hand in, and it was <laughs> always like. It was always like coral. And it was like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, it's like a sea anemone or something, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> now here are his eyes, still frozen with surprise. Two peeled grapes. I also <laughs> yeah. just remember the peel, like the concept of peeling grapes to me was like, that's impossible. So I don't much know how work. <laughs> it just yeah, felt right. It felt too sexual to me as a child. I was like, peeling grapes <laughs> is for grapes. Yeah, it's a little... Um, <laughs> What's Taking the membrane off anything is too, it's too real for a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This is his nose and it's a chicken bone. This which, one's just confusing. Yeah. That anatomically doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> your nose. Who is, yeah. Who is he? What? It's a man with a little brain and a big, long bone <laughs> nose and right. tiny cold eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a Warren brother. I have to say. <laughs> No. This dead man? No. He's got no star quality. <laughs> He's an only child. Oh, man. Brown could never. He could never. 
Our brains are at least fresh tomatoes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, here's his ear. It's a, and we would use a dried apricot. Um, I, I think this one makes the most sense. Yeah. Yes, like a little good. mummified kind of an apricot. It's got the right feel, texture. Jacob, and- didn't you have a dried apricot phase? What, I just had this. <laughs> oh, man. Do you want to talk about that? Story? I don't know. That's, that's another that's, one I don't that know, I, I don't know if it's an audience you guys have. No, no, no. <laughs> well, well, there was, there was a, uh, I think there was a time period where uh, Costco just sort of had a, came out with a bunch of dried fruits. Like the, there was a time where we went to Costco and all of a sudden we're like, oh my goodness. Look at all this dried fruit that they're selling. And, uh, you know, apricot was sort of a unique, one of the unique uh, items. So I think I really latched on to that. So there was like a 10 pound bag of dried apricots in our house for not nearly long enough, to be honest. (laughs) So listener, uh, listener, go back in time with us. Imagine it's 2000, you know, um, Kate and Leopold hasn't come out yet, but it will soon. And uh, the the jeans are low. The hair is flat. And in your pantry is an absolute gallon of dried apricots, which has just been invented as a fruit by Costco. Right. Kirkland's best. Kirkland's yes. signature. Yes. There were, there were so many snacks of that era that we all just demolished. Like things that were industrial size that were supposed yeah. to Demolish is the yeah. most appropriate word. Yeah. It, it really, ah. the, the amount of yeah. bags of party sized Doritos of Cooler Ranch mm-hmm. that we just, that we just sent straight to hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think my, uh, yeah. My favorite favorite uh, item that you had, Andy, was the massive bag of chiclets gum <laughs> that seemed to always appear Forever. at our sleepovers for like five years out of our lives until <laughs> your mom finally was able to get rid of all of them. But we would, at yeah. one point, it would be like handfuls. I don't know, Truly after midnight. Yeah, yeah. we'd be stuffing our face with chiclets gum. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anna, Anna, you can vouch for this as well. The the weird, the like my mom, my mom is one to make very great classic snacks, but also there are some really strange ones that make an appearance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, huge bag of chiclets or jujubes are um, were, were definitely heavily favored in late late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, movie movie snacks in the home was a, a new idea, and it was rocking oh, America. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i let us down a a, a rabbit hole but yeah we could go totally fine yeah, that's a, mm-hmm. i think that's the point yeah exactly um okay let's continue and here is his hand rotting flesh and bone a cloth or rubber glove filled with mud or ice yeah is that i'm what pretty that sure your like? mom was like definitely ice not mud. <laughs> 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 who's gonna fill up a rubber glove with mud but it's the most still. difficult thing i can imagine do it's hard to get and it's hard to get your hand in a rubber glove I let know. alone a foreign object and but of mud yeah if you go with the mud though it's lifelike it's the most like oh yeah i can picture mrs yeah. warren just going outside bending over like a, a deep mud puddle in florida just filling a rubber glove with mud oh yeah without any just, just hands, yeah. hands of mud just poured down a rubber glove it's like this is for my children god damn it and then just throwing it in there we did i, I again i'm sorry to tell another anecdote but yeah that's just what the function of this is 
We have a period of time where I feel like we were fascinated by inflating balloons and gloves with pool water and freezing them. And Jacob, you and I, you and I, one time, this is this is maybe one of the most like this is like out of a Harmony Corinne movie where we, we, we went to the pool, we filled balloons with pool water, like huge balloons. We put them in your freezer. No. Yeah. We waited for them to freeze. We mm. took them out. We took off the rubber. And immediately, we just started <laughs> licking these huge frozen balls of pool water. Yeah. Oh, but it, my but the thing was, God. It, it, didn't, it, do, it didn't dawn on either of us until no. about like a good – minute or so in where we both just looked at each other and went <laughs> this is pool water <laughs> i do think it might have been your dad or somebody was like where did you, did you fill it up with the hose as we're looking we're like no with pool water and then that was the moment of us being like like it just, i don't right. know why that's so much more obscene than like as a kid accidentally swallowing a gulp of pool water i think adding <laughs> there were so many steps that we took before we ingested it, it just it's it's insane. So purposeful. It's like a religious ritual. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick. You're all sick. That said, I absolutely ate icicles off the back of our neighbors' cars during snowstorms oh. because they were salty from the yeah. road. So yeah, that's the northern equivalent of that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. New York is Florida. Is Florida is New York. <laughs> All right, but his hair still grows. A handful of corn silk, or wet fur, or yarn. Wet so, fur. Like this had to be originated by people who had a farm. Yeah. Because, like the concept yeah. of being like, yeah, go in the fur closet and just get out what you like. You know that it has yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I would just say Brown was bald. I would yeah, skip this one. That's very yeah. I think my mom did yarn. I think we must have done wet yarn. That makes more sense. That's very yeah. sensible. Yeah, that that seems the most appropriate. You ever touch a dead man's head? <laughs> it was like a sense. bunch of wet corn silk. I tell you. <laughs> and his heart still beats now and then. Um, a piece of liver, a piece of raw liver specifically. Yeah, that one's specialty at the butcher's store. You got to. I was just gonna say, up. yeah, but I was gonna say if you're like if this is back in the times where you would go to a butcher to get a lever, why not just get the heart? Right. That's a good point. I'm just yeah. saying here, is if we're going to take this seriously. Jimmy, you might know, like, do you know any butchers? Is the heart something uh, that a butcher shop would would carry? Yeah. I, I actually, one time, back in the day when I was learning how to how to cook, I bought a, a cow's heart. And I oh. I, uh, I saw this, um, <laughs> I saw this recipe in a, in a cookbook and it was for a smoked cow heart and i was like i'll give it a shot and i tried to make it but i i somehow completely did not read the recipe right and i accidentally like cured it <gasps> and i actually like salted the outside and like oh. left it for a day oh. and it cured and it dried up and it oh. turned into this like dried heart and it was uh it was horrible it was it it was the worst tasting thing but also i spent like two days like <laughs> trying to marinate this heart and i ended up oh. curing it so that it got hard and dried oh. and i was like this poor cow that's the sort of death you give to like a traitor 
Oh, oh boy. Anyway, okay. sorry. And his blood still flows. Dip your fingers in it. It's nice and warm. And this is a bowl of ketchup thinned with warm water. Oh, God. Which makes me, like, even it, after, if I knew that it wasn't blood, and then someone said, don't worry, it's a bowl of warm ketchup, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm still going to puke. <laughs> it's still <laughs> really gross to me. I don't know what warm ketchup to me is just. Thinned, thinned ketchup is, is <laughs> foul. That concept is just so gross. I mean, that's yeah, just tomato soup. That. Yeah. You don't thin out your ketchup before you dip your fries in it? <laughs> I thought that was uh, common. I can just see Jacob in a Wendy's with a – he's brought a warm cup of broth to pour in his ketchup <laughs> and then dip fries in it. Right. No, I, I use an electric kettle so, <laughs> in, a, in a generator. <laughs> a generator. Uh, that's all there is except for these worms. They are the ones that I that ate the rest of him. And this one just says – Mom and Dad, you have to use real worms for this one. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not that, that big of a deal. Yeah, Let's yeah. Just it. get worms. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a handful of wet cooked spaghetti noodles. And honestly, it's I, Anna who submitted this final step one night when she decided in front of her plate of spaghettis. Yes. Yeah, we could simulate worms. a bunch of worms. Like, I think I know. I think I know what to do. I think I think in my head the only thing I remembered of the story was the noodles and it was both the brains and the intestines and I forgot mm. that in fact it was worms. Now that I think about it, I think brains was Jello. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. I, in fact, because yeah. you guys had like a brain Jello mold, we actually yeah. had a brain shaped Jello mold, and we yeah. had the kind of food coloring that would make it like um, pinkish, pinkish, grayish. Like, yeah, 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 grayish, yeah. and it looked Ugh. it wasn't clear. So we, yeah, we really, yeah. An opaque jello is always such a good statement at a Halloween party. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it definitely sets a tone. Anna, when you touched the noodles as a kid, do you remember, <laughs> do you remember like, what was the, was it like just as I thought? Or was it a surprise? Honestly, I think it's much darker than either option. I think it was me sort of thinking well, this will never happen at a party, so I'll just do it here from for myself, and then that way I can do what the story says. It's sort of like it's yes, yes. It's sort of like those stories that are like, and at the end, in parentheses, here's why you jump out and grab one of your many, many friends, and you go ah. And I was just sitting by myself in a dry bathtub, like oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah. grab the oh, People magazine yeah. and say ah. Well, thank you so much for reading the story, guys. Uh, could we describe the illustration? I think I included it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are we looking at here? Um, it looks like what we see is a woman, an elderly woman, possibly a grandma, um, wearing an apron. Looks like she's coming right out of the kitchen. She's holding a large plate, a serving plate, and there is what looks to be a brown's head uh, on top of that plate, cut open, you know, kind of like you open Steaming. it up and take the frame out. Steaming it's a bowl. It. It's the it's the human head yeah. fashioned into a bowl, like a terrine. Something, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, if I if I weren't mistaken, I would say that that head is serving, like Jack said, as a bowl with something steaming inside in the brain 
cavity. Yes. About to be either like spooned into um, on a big old serving plate. But then in the top left corner of the whole page is a like hand stitched needle point point of home sweet home uh, (laughs) on there on a, on a, on a, on a very nice like straw rug. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's either a straw rug or she's like, Falling into a tornado from above. It's like small <laughs> yeah. spiraling. It's pretty exciting. It's all happening, you know? It's all it's happening. All this happening. is the most, yeah. She's the proudest she has ever been uh, serving. Yeah. And honestly, like all the scary stories of this book, she is the happiest I've ever seen of any of these characters. Yeah. This is the and most she's, like, relaxing one. That's true. She's very, she's very proud of her, her, her yeah. steamed head. I think it's because she she's so proud. She replaced the brain uh, with a squishy tomato, and it seems <laughs> like the brain. She's like, you wouldn't it's be vegan. No one will yeah. know. I heard your vegetarian friends from the city had come to visit, so I it will be served in a head. But that's just the culture around here. <laughs> I think I mentioned this like a year ago on on the podcast, but I I think my one of my most intrinsic memories of these books is. My parents were moving my brother John into his college dorm. And so I was staying with you guys for a weekend. And it was when a hurricane was coming. Uh, uh. Did you remember this? It was like in October. It was, I think this was that same year. I think it was the year 2000. And um, it was like a stormy night when the hurricane was coming. And we sat in your parents' room and your dad read us. I think it was the story Clinkity Clink. And used that big Coke bottle filled with coins. Oh my God. Oh, you know what? Yeah. You're ringing some bells right now. As, as yeah. sound effects. And I remember being like, well, this is the best moment of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Our dad would commit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Love, love when a dad commits to the bit, you know? Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we were able to have you guys here to read this one. Oh Just my God. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Over. Jack, Jacob, Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been such a joy. Just a treat, a treat from oh God, Treat Mountain. You. Yeah, thanks for having thank us. You so this much. Was a lot of fun. Plenty more Warren Brothers stories to come. I'm sure we've we've got twenty twenty three years worth of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you guys are the best, and thanks for celebrating our hundredth episode with us. You're killing it. Keep <laughs> it up. You. Yeah. Keep on doing it. You heard it here. You, you guys keep, are doing pretty. You guys no, are doing great. You keep wow. us young. Two really, thumbs really up. Really proud of you from the Warren Brothers. Oh, uh, thanks, thanks, thank Jacob. you, thanks, guys. And, yeah. and this is just to our listeners. You know, think about maybe reach out and say hi to the the Warren Brothers of your life. You know, is exactly. it whoever you enjoyed scary things with as a child? Send them a little a little text or something to say, hey, you're the Warren Brothers to my life, and they'll say what? <laughs> 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 and then and then you'll you'll send them this podcast. Exactly. Thanks guys. We love you guys. Bye. Oh man, that was really fun. America's brothers. Well, so Anna, here we are at the end of our part two of our hundredth episode. It's not our hundred firsts. Please stop saying it. Please stop saying don't bully us with the truth. We've done this podcast from thousands and thousands of miles apart. Yes. Thousands of miles apart from across each other during a pandemic, not during a pandemic, during hurricanes, etc. Um, and it really is such a joy doing it with you. It was a miracle uh, I didn't get COVID from you. 
I am astounded. Thank goodness. I would have felt so horrible. I, I, I have to say it makes me feel a little bit far away from you. Like that makes me <laughs> to have not shared that. Like you hear, you hear stories about people having gotten it from Tom Hanks and like that's just a nice little connection. Can you imagine? Ugh. Can you imagine being like, I wonder if it was Tom or Rita that I got it from? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you could tell. <laughs> this year has not been what anyone wanted it to be, but uh, the important thing is um, that we have each other and we have our community and platitudes and bullshit. And I don't know what I'm talking about, but it is nice <laughs> to have important people in your life who, um, who you love and who can be there for you. Right? Yeah. Maybe I'm I feel wrong. the same way. Maybe it's bad no, to have people you love. <laughs> yeah, the 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 um hate mongering stands on Twitter are really going to go off oh, on yeah. this one. Well, speaking uh, of people we love, as we did last episode, we thought it only fitting to do another two scary ideas for things that could happen from two people who are very important to us. Uh and who are the two people most important to us? I mean, number 1, certainly Brendan boyfriend of the pod. Oh, not him. <laughs> We didn't Boyfriend get of the pod, Brendan Fraser. We didn't ask him, but he also isn't here. But um, <laughs> yeah, the this first um, scary days or things that it can happen. Maybe you remember him from the Jay's Journal episode or yes. anytime a detail comes up about cars or um, technology or phones, mm-hmm. I'll sort of shout across the living room. Um, and you can't hear it because it's a podcast, but he is usually drawing Spider-Man or um a cool character great artist a writer a a dancer first and foremost first and foremost finally someone said it this is a boyfriend of the pod jason hammonds you're listening to your favorite podcast when an unfamiliar voice begins to speak it's supposedly the boyfriend of one of the hosts as the voice continues speaking you tune out just waiting for it to be over You try to remember how often you're supposed to wash your mask and which situations are appropriate to use a filter so you're staying safe but not overusing a resource for the people who need them most. As your thoughts continue to wander, the hairs on the back of your neck begin to stand when you realize he's been talking about you this whole time. You decide that's enough of this podcast for today and start the next show in your queue. But it's still him speaking directly to you. You hit skip again and again, yet his voice persists. You hit pause. It's useless. Nothing will stop his directionless, boring tail from steamrolling its way through your headphones. Wait. Headphones, you exclaim as you rip them out. The voice comes back, this time through the speaker. You yelp in surprise and accidentally launch your phone at the wall. The screen shatters and the phone falls to the carpet. You see a misty eminence rise from between the cracks as a faint, now familiar voice whispers, Thank you. As it dissipates into the air. That could happen. That could happen. Jason, here's the thing. It's really unfair when there is someone who is knowledgeable about many useful things, who has a creative side, and who is nice. You know? It's sick. It's sick is what it is. Um, It is fully sick. He's a wonderful um, artist and writer and... Um, you can follow him on socials at Jason Halftones. Um, mm-hmm. and he's got a great podcast of his own called Disaster Girls, um, that he produces that's about disaster movies. So if you're into that, 
It is great. I have it is really, really plugging fun. your boyfriend's podcast is the seventh circle of straightness. And I am here, <laughs> I'm here for it. Listen, it's good that we know who we are and can, can just commit to that. Yes. Um, and we've got one more scary idea for things that could happen to close out the episode. And this one is to husband of the pod. It's my husband of the pod. Wow. Chris Ryan. Okay, so you're camped out in the bedroom while your husband's in the living room recording his podcast. And you've been super quiet and you haven't made a peep because you don't want to ruin anything. But suddenly you're overcome with the urge to go to the bathroom. And it might be because you drank an entire strawberry lemonade from Wendy's right before they started recording, even though you knew they'd be recording and you couldn't make a noise. So you decide, okay, it's just too much. I'm going to do it. I'll be super quiet. And so you click open the door, and you see Andrew sitting at his computer, as he normally is, with headphones on. But there's something wrong. He's just staring at the screen, completely silent. And you think, hmm, that's weird. So you walk a little closer to see what's going on. And that's when you see Anna is on Google Hangouts with him, but she too is just staring at the screen. But her eyes are completely black. In a panic, you call out, is everything okay? Andrew doesn't even know this. He just keeps staring at the computer screen. So you run up to him and you go to shake him awake, but right as you're about to make contact, he swings his head around, eyes black as the night, his mouth opens, and out come two words. That could, could happen. happen. Anna, how did we both find functional empathetic talented adult men to be with us um you know we held rusty knives and said love me or <laughs> or meet my friend super effective yeah chris is I, just the best I, massapequa is a hellhole but um there's lovely people from there and chris is true. the loveliest he won mr massapequa famously which was he did he did there's some video footage of it online yes. if you're super curious if you need it it's there um, and he wrote our amazing theme music. So if you need a composer and you got a budget, hit him up. Yeah, Hit him up. Yeah. The theme music is my favorite part of the podcast. It is the most reliably um, high quality thing. It sets the tone. I think I've, I think I've mentioned before um, he wrote it in a criminally short amount of time and just asked me like, well, what do you want it to feel like? And I said, like a bike ride through a creepy woods. And he was just like, got it. And then turned it out. He's incredibly talented. He actually, he just finished up this very intense five month project. Um, and this morning, how he, how he awoke was he very sleepily told me what his scary idea for things that could happen would be. <laughs> oh, and it was very sweet. He's a king. He's Mr. Massapequa. Uh, thank goodness for him. And I mean, we just have so many people to thank. Bats Langley for our spectacular cover art that just gives me no end of pleasure to look at. It's so nice. Um, you must hire. Uh, you must hire. You must hire with budgets. And uh, and all the good people at Forever Dog who helped make this podcast possible, who believed in this very weird idea. We can't thank you all enough um, for making us sound good and making pulling our podcast into some sort of shape that can make people not want to um, drive their car into a giant beehive. Uh, <laughs> and Anna, thank you. Andrew, thank you. I've 
it's been a pleasure. I just have one. I love podcasts and it's nice to have my own with a, a deep friend. A deep friend? A deep, sure. a deep clean friend. Whatever. Um, and of course, we just can't thank you listeners enough. You're such an awesome community. We feel so very grateful for you. Um, it, like it's so rare to have uh, a community of people who are all like so nice and supportive and encouraging and enthusiastic and who engage. Um, we just feel so lucky. Yes. Um, and if you have any, um, dollars to throw around and you want to celebrate the hundredth anniversary with us, um, might we suggest donating it to a, a wonderful charity, um, mm-hmm. that helps people in need. Um, right now, uh, Forever Dog is partnering with the Downtown Women's Center in Los Angeles uh, to provide much-needed services to people who need it the most. And um, if you want information on how to get involved with that, it'll be in the um, episode description. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really it's a really spectacular organization, uh, and it's just it's such an important problem that we can all do something about. Um, and we're so honored to be able to partner with them. Yes. Um, well, well, here's to a hundred more and then, and then we'll see. And then we'll see. Here's to a hundred more and then we'll see. Also, it's just so funny to me that, um, (laughs) like we're reaching a hundred in the dead of summer. Like it's not even Halloween and you all are still listening. And that just, that just, that's really cool. I'll say it. It's really cool. It's cool what you've done. But in spite of how cool and wonderful and how much we love you all, we do just have one last thing to ask. Just one thing. Get out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.